for tw- 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 20 super spooky endings. There's a tomb of the what rat? Tomb of the Unknown Rat. Oh, okay. That sounds like a cool fucking album title. It does. <laughs> I guess it's targeting to like the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier that uh, I think is in like Arlington so. Cemetery or something. But it just uh, seems like, yeah, playing at the rock room tonight, cool. the Tomb of the Unknown Rat, baby. It sounds fucking rad. Hey, roaches and worms. I'm Toddy Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour through secondhand items, searching for vibrant vintage, useful unusuals, big budget bangers, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week, we curate a thrift haul, dive into the details, play some games, and maybe even a few surprises. I'm still sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Some things only make sense in their time. I paid a hundred for the whip, so when the police took it, I paid no, never mind. Billy Woods, Christine. Welcome, one and all, to another edition of Thrifty Podcast. Secondhand shopping for worm people. And that's right, it's Halloween time for, well, most everyone out there. I celebrate Halloween all year round um, at the Thrifty House. It's just filled with Halloween adjacent items, so I always feel like I celebrate Halloween every day. But now it's time for everyone else in the world to celebrate Halloween, and we are going to do it today by reading some fun goosebumps. But on the other side of things, uh, with Brick Body Kids, I've had the opportunity to, to schedule some selling events, vendor events coming up. So if you are into that, before we jump into the books today, at 10-7 Friday, first Fridays on Penn Avenue in Pittsburgh. It's going to be across the street from People's Indian. So if you want to put into your Google Maps, 5147 Penn Avenue, Pittsburgh, PA, 5 to 9 on the 7th of October, Friday. Brick Body Kids will be there as a part of Pittsburgh's first Fridays. Literally the next day, 10-8, Saturday, I will be at Boheme on Butler. The address there is 5156 Butler Street in Pittsburgh, PA. I will be selling goods from 4 p.m. till 10 p.m. And so will a bunch of other people. The literal day after that, October 9th, Sunday, is the neighborhood flea in the Strip District area of Pittsburgh, PA. That's on Railroad Street. That's 10 to 3. And that neighborhood flea, I'm there every month, and I know some listeners of the show have stopped and saw me at the Neighborhood Flea. So if you want to see me at the Neighborhood Flea, October 9th, Sunday, that's your last time to see me at the Neighborhood Flea until next year. So enough of that. Uh, We're welcoming back uh, one of uh, my favorite guests on the show, and especially my favorite guest to read Goosebump books. 
a fool's guide to pop culture and the occult representing fake ritual podcast welcoming back lucas sloppy what's up how you doing lucas good it's ghoulie time again it is yeah and i'm with you on the year-round halloween celebration but let's you know give it to the people the rest of the people yeah, who give want it to the rest it. of the people and uh the last time you were a part of thrifty uh, that was August 7th. We did a roach ritual to Wildest Goosebumps Adventures. And as the roaches out there will know, all through the month of October, I'm going to be reading Choose Your Own Adventures, spooky stories. So there's going to be some Goosebumps books, of course, like we have today. There's going to be some other ones. But I wanted to welcome you back because the last time you were here, you had probably the best story ever told, and I had the worst one. Yeah, it was. I was impressed with myself, if I can say that. But, I was impressed uh, with you, and also impressed with R.L. Stein for crafting just you know what almost felt like a tabletop role-playing game level. Yeah, of ups and downs and character development and there were so many endings that we thought yeah. would be the ending and you made it through every ending and you didn't end up too bad um you on the other hand me on the other hand we got through four pages yeah. and that was it that was the end of that but i know uh recently on fake ritual um speaking about spooky stuff uh, as the halloween season comes upon us uh you had a episode recently on elvira i did yes uh with uh, fellow podcaster yep. Yana Isabel of the famed Queens of NC-17. And yes, that... Uh, it's a recent episode of yours? Yeah, just kind of kicking off the Halloween season. And we got a few more Halloween specials I met up. I met Iana a few years ago, maybe two, three years ago. And we shared wine out of a bag. Oh, wow. And it was like, I think one of the last times I truly ever was like, let's drink. So <laughs> yeah. she brought that out of me. And I, I have like- a... I, I don't even really drink, and I feel like if I hang with the Queens of NC-17, I might take a nip you're, or you're two. You're, like, you know? contact drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love um, So we're going to get right into things. Uh, again, Lucas, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun. And the tale that stumped me uh, the last time you were on the show, I'm going to be serving that uh, same tale up on a, a plate of bones for you to see if you could work your wonder and get through this adventure because I couldn't. So our first book of today, what I will be doing is I will be reading the book. Lucas will be choosing which direction we travel in this mission to see if he can make it out alive. And then after that, Lucas is going to be reading another book, and I'm going to be choosing the way through it. Whoever has the agreed-upon yes, yes. better story will walk home with the elf deity of Thrifty Podcast. You've had elf before. I haven't had elf. I had the troll. Oh, that's so right. I've you never had the, had the elf. So, yeah, he's, he's sitting here on the table in front of me, but he's kind of looking away, so I feel like he's a little nervous. He doesn't know what that's to expect. That's true. But, the know. troll you're much closer to than yes. elf. So mm-hmm. this could be your first elf experience. But elf is at least uh, plush, so the mm-hmm. troll is not droppable. No. You know? So you taking it home was careful. very scary. Yeah, so you could uh, make this elf your puppet. Yes. And we've seen DJ Lil with it many times. Rachel's had it before, so let's see. So our story, number one, Give Yourself Goosebumps, special edition number two by R.L. Stein. Choose from over 20 different scary endings. This one is Return 
to Terror Tower. And the original episode is uh, is of Goosebumps, the show. There was a... I have it on VHS. I have actually two copies of uh, Terror Tower, but this is our return Humble brag. Humble brag there. <laughs> I have a bunch of doubles looking at me on the shelf. And the back says, pack your bags and get going. Back in time. Need a vacation? Nothing beats traveling. Now you're stuck time traveling back to the Middle Ages. It's no joke. Remember Eddie and Sue from A Night in Terror Tower, Goosebumps 27? Well, in this book, their story continues, and you're in it. Can you help Eddie and Sue escape from the tower again? You'll have to get past a ferocious dragon and a lot of soldiers with very sharp swords. And you'll have to use your head or lose it to the evil executioner. So that's what you're going to be in for today. Hopefully... Uh, this book doesn't defeat you as much as it did back in August when I tried to find myself around it and died instantly. There's a, there is that part of me that just wants to pick the exact same wrong answer you picked. Well, but I'm going to stop myself from doing that because it would well, only be funny to me. Well, the fun part is maybe you won't remember which part I said <laughs> maybe, not to pick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here we are. Page number one. And everybody listening, make sure that uh, when it comes to a decision in the book, you out loud decide where you want to go and what you want to do to choose your own adventure because it's your adventure too. So that way, if we kill, if we end up killing ourselves here, you might be smarter than us. So make yeah. sure you give some heat if we I lose. feel like too, like even just hop onto the Instagram and, you know, say, give us a, oh, I told a you tip. so. Yeah, at, at Thrifty Podcasts and at Fake Ritual as yeah, well. So just uh, yell at us. Hop on. Okay, page one. The Lord High Who? You stare at your friends Eddie and Sue Morgan. Sue scowls. The Lord High Executioner, she repeats. We told you about him already. Are you listening I'm listening, I'm listening, you answer, but this story's a little hard to keep up with. You munch another cookie and take a swig of milk. The truth is, you aren't really listening. The three of you just got out of school. It's a warm spring day. There's a breeze blowing. Now that you've had a snack in Morgan's kitchen, you want to go outside and ride your bike. Maybe have an adventure. If that's even possible in your rinky-dink little town. But Sue and Eddie insist on telling this crazy story first about how they're actually a prince and princess from medieval England. Yeah, you think. And I'm the president of the United States. Turn to page two. Are you the president of the United States? Find out no. (laughs) (laughs) She pushes a, a lock of blonde hair out of her eyes and keeps talking. Over 800 years ago, our father was the king of England. Like I said... I was Princess Susanna, and Eddie was Prince Edward. Our father was a good king. He treated his subjects kindly. That's kind of funny. He was in power, and she said he was a good king. No way. If you make it to king, you're bad. That's how you're king. Sorry, kid. That ain't how it works. Eddie and I were, were to step into father's place as rulers of England. As far as I'm concerned, if you call yourself a ruler, you gotta see if you're actually a good person. Yeah, why am I friends with these people? Yeah. Sue, Eddie, reality check. Your father is Professor Morgan, you interrupt. He teaches history at the university. He's not our real father, Eddie says. Where's your real father, then? He's dead, Eddie replies. You see a cold, hard look in his eyes. He was murdered by our uncle. After that, Uncle Robert had himself made king. He used magic to turn the nobles against us. 
and he had help, Sue adds with the same hard look, from the world's most cruel, evil man, the Lord High Executioner. It's I, Every time you say it, it's so metal. It's yeah. so cool. He sounds cool. Find out more on page three. <clears throat> uh, we're on page three, and this will be at the bottom of page three, your first decision on what you want to do for our adventure. So you pick the page. Okay. The Lord High Executioner, you repeat. A chill races up your spine. He's a twisted evil man, Eddie declares. He loves to inflict pain and suffering. After Uncle Robert became king, the executioner locked us in the tower. It's a terrible place, full of instruments of torture. Interesting. We were being kept there until the executioner could burn us at the stake. Oh, that's nice, huh? Naturally. (laughs) Burn a couple kids at the stake? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right. As you do. Eddie shivers and goes silent. Sue picks up the story. Our father's wizard, Morgrid, rescued us. He sent us, to, he sent us to this time, your time. We were in London, but the executioner followed us. He kidnapped us and took us back to the past. And he almost killed us again. Mordred saved us from the, the second time. He brought us to this time once again. And we all moved it to the United States. <laughs> now Morgrid stays with us and pretends he's her father. <laughs> it's just like... They're summing up one of R.L. Stein's full Goosebumps books, yeah. but like I'm sorry to say that it just sounds like really a lot of it. When you reduce it down to that, I'm like, yeah. that's dumb. Yeah, uh, but Morgrid stays with us and pretends he's our father. Okay. When she finishes, there's silence in the room. It's a crazy story, and you're beginning to think that Eddie and Sue believe it. Does that mean your friends are crazy? Maybe you should get out of here. There's still plenty of time to go for a bike ride. Or maybe you should stay with your friends. If you hit the open road, turn to page 53, Lucas. If you want to hang out with Eddie and Sue, turn to page 105. Hmm. 105. Well, uh... I mean, the listeners I, at home, if you've listened to the last episode, you know what not to do. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I remember. But yeah. just, you know, trying to be in character, I feel like even though these two are kind of weird and they're spinning a yarn, I'm at least curious, you know, because I want to see sort of how this plays out and what else they're going to tell me, even if they're just full of shit. It's at least. Well, a, that's, kind see, of that's a trip. something, too, because like if they're full of shit. If you're a friend and your friend is saying some full of shit story, it's kind of fun to call him out on it. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the, I could at least flex on him for that. So yeah, yeah let's let's ha- keep hanging out. 105. You've been hanging out with Eddie and Sue a lot since they moved onto your block two months ago. They're cool. Sue is in sixth grade with you. Her brother Eddie is in fifth. You would know if you were if they were nuts, wouldn't you? We aren't nuts, <laughs> Sue says, almost as if she's right reading your mind. <laughs> I know it's all hard to believe, but every word is true, and now now we need your help. My help, you say? What for? We have to go back to our time, she answers, and we want you to come with us. Why do you have to go back, you ask her with a smirk? Because Morgrid has used his wizard's powers to look into the past, Eddie explains. Uncle Robert is treating our subjects terribly. People are starving. Anyone who complains gets dragged away by the king's red and black uniform men to the tower. Eddie shivers, and Sue squeezes his arm. She looks at you. We have to go back and free our subjects. We have to find a way to get King Robert off the throne. It's our royal duty. And we need someone else to help us, like you. Eddie adds, 
Someone the Lord High Executioner's men won't recognize. Mm. <laughs> Go to page 76. Except as I'm like hanging out in fucking light up sneakers and yeah, you know, you, bugle boys. You're shirt. like riding your bike and you're like, yeah, yeah, what's this dumb story you're on yeah. about? I'll come hang out with you. Oh, sick. Okay, we have to go to the past. Yeah, and they're totally not going to recognize me as out of place whatsoever. No, as a kid in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not out of place at all. Page 76. Me, go to England 800 years in the past, you laughed. Why not? I was thinking of taking a bike ride, but a little time travel might be a nice change of pace. Sue sighs. I don't think you believe us, she says, but you will in a minute. I have proof. She digs into her the pocket of her jeans. Then she lays out three smooth white stones on the table. Each one is about the size of a chicken's egg. There are the stones that Morgrid used to bring us to this time, she tells you. You decide to play along. Maybe Sue and Eddie are about to pull some elaborate magic trick. That would be great. By the way, you pipe up, where is Morgrid? Is he coming on our little trip to the past? No, Eddie and Sue shout at once. He can't know our plan, she explains. It's way too dangerous. He only told us what was happening to scare us never into going back there. I see, you tell them. Well, use the stones. Let's go. Turn to page 129. I hate myself in this book. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm so like, yeah, just, yeah, like yeah. smug and, you know. Sure. Probably yeah. just, I'm just seeing maybe too much of myself in this character. Well, I think as a, maybe, <laughs> as a sixth grader, you just got a bunch of inf- information thrown on your head. That's true. No yeah. pun intended. And you're just like, I don't know what you're going on about. Okay, yeah. I do see the stones. Uh, let's get it. Let's try time travel. And yeah, humor is a defense mechanism. I'm sure I know that all too well. Yes. Uh, so here we are at the bottom of this page. Listeners, roaches, worms, and Lucas, you will be deciding what what our next right foot forward would be. All right. So you will be there. A decision coming up, but you've already done better than me. <laughs> yes. At yeah. this book. Now I'm in uncharted yeah. territory. We have to prepare first, she replies. There's a limit to how much the stones could transport. You can only take three things with you. Three things, you repeat. Like what? Anything that might come in handy in a fight, Eddie suggests. Or that might get the people to follow us. Or overthrow King Robert. Stuff like that, Sue adds. <laughs> you beat up your, your beat-up green book bag is lying on the floor next to your soccer ball. You unzip the bag and dump out its contents. Besides a couple of school textbooks and a half a peanut butter sandwich, this is what you see. A pocket flashlight. A tape player. A pair of sunglasses. A soccer ball. What would you bring if you really were going back in time, you ask yourself? Choose three items. Turn to page 136 and write down the three things you would take. Then turn to page 104. Okay, so... Yes. So I have a pen, and I will write down the items that you take. So you have to take three of these items. A pocket flashlight, a tape player, a pair of sunglasses, and a soccer ball. So flashlight, tape player, sunglasses, soccer ball. Three of those items. Definitely the flashlight. Flashlight. We're going back in time. Mm -hmm. They don't have electricity, so that will be very helpful. Tape player, 
could be used to freak them the fuck out. Noises, you mean? Just with like, what is this contraption? I could uh, maybe use it to prove that I'm some sort of future wizard from or, the f- yeah, yeah, or that I'm from the future. Or you could you can mask it as a power. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's just do the tape player too. Tape player, tape player. Uh, All right, and... so you have flashlight, tape player, and now one of these two: uh, sunglasses or a soccer ball. Ah, I feel. And everyone at home, make your own Dang, list. Dang, this one, sunglasses. Yeah. I mean, for sunglasses, what could you use in the past if magic is real? That sunglasses could do. It's like I can close my eyes if I need to, like avoid a wizard's gaze. Sure, you know, or something. Sure. Or uh, I feel like a soccer ball might a, come in handy. A like gaze. A gaze is an interesting thing. So you're gonna go soccer ball. See, yeah, I think that sunglasses d- don't really serve a purpose that my eyelids can't can't you know, do. Can't do. Yeah. But a soccer ball, I feel like it's bouncy. Like it's weapon. Weapon or uh, you. C- I don't. I mean, it's R.L. Stein. I don't. I honestly don't know what he expected. But you know how you like kind of slip on a banana peel. Yeah. Maybe the same effect with a s- people maybe trip over a soccer ball. It's gonna. It's gonna be out of time. It's so it's yeah. gonna confuse. I would have high executioner or something, or you could, you know, maybe. I would have went with the sunglasses. I just want to have that on record. Okay. Because I, and I don't know this, but if there is some wizardry going on, maybe it's like super bright and you need sunglasses on to be like, oh, it's, oh, it's not that bright anymore. I could live, but I don't know. So anyway, so what Lucas picked was a flashlight, a tape player and a soccer ball. Now, we have to jump a couple pages here, which I don't think we've done before. So we're going to uh, for, we got our items, and with our items, we're going to turn to page one thirty-six because that's what it says. Also, I was on an episode, the brand identity episode, and presented a Sony Walkman tape player. Oh, so that's right. It's also, kind of keeping that in is character. Right. I just so realized. You, so th- there's your. Uh, Let's call it a Walkman. So, um, page 136 is an interesting page. It's your inventory page. Okay. So, you now, in these in this book, you have like a, I don't know in video games ter- terms, what they, like a wallet. You yeah. have like a bat. You have a yeah. satchel of some. So, in your inventory. Bag of holding. Yes. A bag of holding. Right now in your inventory is a flashlight, tape player, and soccer ball. So, then we now turn to page 104. So, now I understand. This I'll, one's even, yeah, even more tabletop yes. role-playing yes. than the past ones. You stuff the three items into your book bag. Are you ready? Eddie asks. Yep, you reply. Give me one of those rocks. No, Sue screams so loudly you must jump out your seat. The stones are dangerous, she adds gravely. When the spell takes hold, you'll probably feel strange, but whatever happens, don't touch the stones. Is that clear? Yeah, sure, you answer. This must be part of the trick. All right, Edward, Sue tells him, you start. Eddie places the first stone in his palm. Then he places the second and third on top of it till they form a small tower. You notice that the stones are glowing. Cool. They're coated with glow-in-the-dark paint, you think? At this point, I'm with you now because, like, at first I was like, yeah, like, these kids are just saying some babbly gook that you're like yeah whatever but now there's some proof here and you're just like oh of course it's it's probably something also too just yeah like i do an occult podcast and yes. i just i i would want to believe a little more i'd be like right. oh maybe they do work. there is some like 
I don't want. I would say like negative skepticism in 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 children's literature in R.L. Stein's universe. Like kids are always like, I don't know if I want to. I don't. Yeah, I think I was a little more. There's very curious. Yeah, I was a little more curious as a kid and a little less incredulous. I mean, I also grew up super Christian, so it can also be used against you. But (laughs) (laughs) stacking stones that glow in the dark, I'm in. Yeah. Cool. They're coated with glow-in-the-dark paint, you think. Eddie begins to chant some corny spell. Moverum, Loverus, Moverus, he calls out. Then the stones suddenly explode in a flash of blinding white light. Should I have my sunglasses? Maybe. <laughs> Turn to page 80. So we're in it. We're in it still. The stones are reacting. We have our three objects. And we're about to see our first... Uh, I think concrete evidence. That yeah, this that's is, what I want. I want him yeah. to just be like, "Oh, okay, it is real," and we'll yes. move on. And then we get to the get to the thing. There is a decision at the bottom of this page. You're blinded. A force like an invisible hand squeezes the air out of your lungs. You gasp for breath, fighting to stay awake. The room is spinning. Fear and panic fill your mind. Whatever is happening is no game. But what is it? Magic? Through the white haze that covers your vision, you can make out Eddie in front of you. The three white stones are still in the palm of his hand, glowing fiercely. The stones, you think? If I knock them down, whatever happening will stop. With all your might, you struggle to lift your hand and knock away the stones. Then you remember what Sue said. Whatever happens, don't touch the stones. You hesitate. Sue told you not to touch them, but you feel as though you're choking to death. You've got to stop this. What should you do, Lucas? If you knock down the stones, turn to page 116. If you obey Sue's warning, turn to page 98. I'm obeying Sue's warning because she said it would feel weird. She said don't touch the stones. She seems cool. She's in my grade. We've been hanging out for a few months. For like, a few months. <laughs> after this point, like, there's no reason I should be like, oh, let me touch him. At this, it just would I be have a questionable. Rude. Yeah, I yeah, that's questionable. It's saying like, okay, do your diddle, and this is all happening, and then it is happening, just like the they said, and then you're just like, should I knock those stones away? And like, just from the stuff, what they've told me, like yeah. that could knock us off course, yes. and then we end up in some dead know, already or we yeah in like a prehistoric like time world. or another world or whatever so no yeah I'm, so if I'm you knock down the stones 116 if you obey sue's warning yeah. 98 we're gonna go to 98 i like to trust my friends going to 98 okay eddie and sue told me i'd feel weird you think yeah. right i just didn't believe them you realize you'd be you'd better not touch the stones because the thought hits you hard. You are really traveling in time. There we go. We See, got it. We got like, the realization. A little bit of a character arc there. I feel like yeah. we finally got there. You're shocked, scared, and amazed all at once. Then you don't feel or see anything. The next thing you know, you're waking up as if you've just woken from a deep sleep. You slowly open your eyes. You're lying on a lumpy, scratchy mattress. You guess it must be filled with straw. You glance up. The ceiling of the room is made of straw, too. The walls are stone, pitchforks, a wooden rake, and a hoe hang from the hooks. There's a fireplace with a pile of peat stacked nearby. 
A rough wooden table, two chairs, and the bed you're lying on are the only things in the room. You take a deep breath. Sniff, sniff. What a stench. It smells like a barnyard in here. Sue and Eddie really did it, you marvel out loud. I must be back in the Middle Ages. You glance around the hut again. Hey, where are Sue and Eddie, Uh you think? Search for them on page 64. Okay. I don't know why I thought the detail of the peat, yeah. the peat moss next to the fireplace, nice touch. Nice that touch. really like, nice yeah, it's touch. a good fire starter. Like, wow, R.L. Stein, he's always mm-hmm. sneaking in there and there was still a, impressing there, me. There was another book that mentioned Timothy Hay and said Timothy before the Hay, and I was like, okay. Whoa. Yeah. 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 Those little details. You manage to sit up. Eddie, Sue, you call. Where are you? Are you all right? There's no reply at first. Then you hear a soft grunting noise, almost as if someone is trying to talk. Eddie, you manage to call. Is that you? Sue, are you hurt? No answer. All you hear is the same muffled sound. The sound is coming from outside. You stagger to your feet, still walk from still weak from the time travel, then you stop. You don't know what that noise is. You don't even know where you are. Who knows what's waiting outside the hut? What do you do? Decision time, Lucas. If you go outside, turn to page 97. If you stay where you are, turn to page 40. We've established this in past episodes. I feel like R.L. Stein rewards action. He rewards decisiveness. He rewards, you know, mo- moving forward. Moving the story not embracing forward. Your, moving the story forward and not embracing, you know, cowardice or indecision. So we're going to go through the door. We're going to go outside, roaches and worms alike. We're going to turn to page 97. Let's see what that muffling is outside. Maybe we know them, huh? Also, too, in my uh, Dungeons & Dragons experience, my characters are always the type that just kick a door in, see what's on the other side, because I can't wait. And get everyone else just, like, fucking... Maybe. Yeah, or yourself killed. Or myself, but... Yeah. DMs usually, much like R.L. Stein, sort of appreciate... You know, the action and stuff. If it's not just like haphazard, like. Totally. Yeah, but like they appreciate somebody going for it. That way it shows the rest of the room what the room is, yeah. right? It yeah. shows what's happening. Exactly. Like yeah. We need, they crafted the room for us to see. So yes. like, let's, let's go into see it. it. You have to help your friends. Yes. You stumble toward the door, supporting yourself with one hand on the cool stone wall. In the doorway, you blink in the warm sunlight. You glance around. The hut is surrounded by well-kept fields of crops. Mm. Not far off, you can see a thick forest. And running by the door is a dirt road. Then you see what's making the noise. Pigs. Not to mention the stench. Standing in, the, in a small pen next to you is a mud covered hog <laughs> nice yes i had pigs. a feeling pigs yeah. <laughs> nice now you know what smells then you hear another sound like clanking metal you turn and gasp a pack of soldiers is running by they're wearing armor and carrying swords spears and shields the lead soldier suddenly stops he raises his iron gloved fist and points straight at you you he cries in a thundering voice Surrender in the name of the Lord High Executioner. Surrender? Yeah, right. Run as fast as you can to page 65. What a weird thing to say to a child. Yeah. You, surrender. You, child. Yeah. 
you're it, the the person is not even mentioning like why do you look so fucking weird that's right what is this garment is that on your shoulders yeah, yeah yeah what is this okay. witchery page 65 your heart beating wildly you turn and race across the nearest field but the hunking soldiers quickly catch up a fierce blow from behind sends you sprawling in the dirt dang two of the men grab you roughly and haul you to your feet you struggle but they hold you tight. Let me go, you cried. I didn't do anything wrong. Sure you did, the commander says with a wicked smile. You're wearing you're you're wearing them strange clothes, mm. the same kind his lordship told us to look for. Ah. You glance down at your jeans and sneakers. Yep. With a sinking heart, you realize that your clothes gave you away. Eddie told you that the Lord High Executioner had been to modern times. He knows which clothes to look for. Don't worry about your clothes, the soldier sneers. His lordship will give you something else to wear once you're in the tower, like maybe a shirt full of spikes and nails. All the, all the soldiers laugh. As they drag you away, you know you failed even before you've begun. And soon, you will know what it means to be a prisoner in Terror Tower. The end, what? Lucas. Oh, shit. The end, Lucas. This book has defeated us. Time and time Action. again. Not so. I take back what I said. Arlstein doesn't always reward, well, reward action. Something that we may have learned. Shit. Something that we may have learned, and we have more books coming in the mail. No worries. This was a later release. It doesn't have the shiny cover. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite possible that the ones with the darker, blacker covers are a different beast. Yeah. In the shiny covers, because this is, uh, yeah, so when they began to re-release Give Yourself Goosebumps, this was special edition number two. So it's not even the same alignment of the others, and we may find that these black books yeah. are much harder to get through, but that could be fun. Yeah, we're going to have to revisit this one. But again. I'll tell Maybe you what. A, we got to get a, we'll bring another person onto yes. the show and see if they can make it they, they can, yeah, somebody has to get through this. But I'll tell you what, uh, we're gonna get more uh, black goosebumps books, like the the with the darker covers rather than the sparkly, because they may be more adult too. Like they may be harder. Yeah. Because in these books, you also have a satchel and inventory. Could be fun. But I'm fucking pissed at my friends. How about like, that? Let's go back in time. He knows what clothes we wear in modern times. But yeah. let's not like. There was mm-hmm. no preparation. It was just like, oh, we're chilling. Let's, no, let's I, time travel. So I'm kind of pissed. Like, I'm going to, however long the rest of my life is, I'm going to be And imagine yourself name. as a prince. Well, you're, as a prisoner, you might still have your tape player. So you might still have a song or two. Yeah. Damn. So that was your adventure. And, wow. it, and it came at a, an untimely ending. Usually, I usually do so good. Yes. <laughs> So once again, this episode, who has the better story, All right. wins the elf deity. And so far, Lucas really didn't make it out of, he just made it out of the hut and he was already a prisoner. So Look. I have to mess it up pretty bad to be on the same wavelength. But the last time we did this, I did. I, did I believe that was just so we kind of keep a little bit of a, you know, soft score. That was three decisions plus an inventory building three right? decisions three decisions plus an inventory building an inventory building okay yes so we'll keep that we'll factor that in yes. in case we're a little close here but hopefully yeah. i think you the make deci- it further the decisions in these later books i think are more often yeah because 
we more went, dire maybe too yeah we that didn't was quick yeah we didn't get through a bunch of it but we decided a whole bunch so well, just to harkening back to when yeah. we first met this book it's like the first decision Killed harbors me. a dire ending yes and that is rare so we've both been books. defeated by the return to terror yeah, tower damn the lord high executioner but is let's see if we can be reckoned with beat this beat this one all right uh i have here uh number 18 in the give yourself goosebumps series in the first run attack of the beastly babysitter on the cover we have what looks like a rat dressed in human clothing ringing a doorbell and someone peeking out of the blinds suspiciously I've never had a babysitter in my life. No. In my, my whole life, no. I was, well, I was uh, treated like an animal. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> I didn't really I have. I mean, even animals sometimes get babysitters. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so uh, but I would go over people's houses and hear words such as babysitter. Yeah. And also allowance. Yeah. And I was like, what are these? I understand what they are in theory, but I, who, I no one like allowance. Me. Mine was just, I had to clean the bathroom and I got money. So that's not really an allowance. That's a job that's a job yeah. <laughs> yeah do parents give us jobs we don't do parents give kids jobs anymore not really not like that yeah nowadays or they're kids more don't work for with nothing. it anyway go on but anyways yes. adventures in baby scaring maybe that's more <laughs> what you heard growing up uh that's on the back here it says rats you're too old for a babysitter but your mom hired one anyway and that's the good news the bad news is the babysitter works for a company called kids scare so what do you do if you like to play games, meet Dare. He knows some killer games, but if you lose, you'll never go home again. Forget about playing nice, or maybe you'd rather go to the fun zone. Look out. Will you drown in the bottomless ball pit? Will you find your way out of the tomb of the unknown rat? Just one bit of advice. Whatever you do, don't eat any of that stuff marked switch cheese. The choice is yours in this Gary Goosebumps adventure that's packed with over tw- 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 20 super spooky endings. There's a tomb of the what rat? Tomb of the unknown rat. Oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds like a cool fucking album title. It does. <laughs> I guess it's targeting to like the tomb of the unknown soldier that uh, I think is in like Arlington so. Cemetery or something. But it just uh, seems like, yeah, playing at the rock room tonight, cool. the tomb of the unknown rat, baby. It sounds fucking rad. Yeah. All right. All right, let's go. Well, okay, so let's, mm-hmm. you know, best of luck. Yes. Alf is on the line. All right, Roaches, help me out here. Ding dong. Get the door, please. Your mom calls from upstairs. It's the babysitter from Fun and Games Kids Care. I'm too old for a babysitter, you yell for the hundredth time. Stinko's the one who needs a babysitter, or maybe a zookeeper would be better. Mom. <laughs> My mom to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we go. Tie it in. Mom, your six-year-old brother whines. I'm not a stinko. Stop calling your brother that silly name, your mother scolds as she hurries down the stairs. I don't have time for arguments. Dad is waiting for me in the car. She smooths her hair. Now answer the door and be nice. I don't want you torturing this babysitter like you did the last one. Damn. Who, me, you ask innocently? Your mother rolls her eyes. Ding dong, ding dong. I'm coming, I'm coming. You shuffle to the door and throw it open and come face to face with a giant pink bubble. Eesh. Is it a tummy? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is it a tummy? Pop. The huge bubble bursts in the face of a mousy-looking girl. Hey, she greets you. She peels the gum glob off the tip of her pointy nose. How's it going? You check her out. Oh, gross. 
Cool. <laughs> don't do that. Straight. Check her out. Yeah, I'm like, Arl Stein, I don't think that means yeah. what you think it means. Straight brown hair hangs down to her waist. A long tie-dyed skirt and tank top droop in her on her thin frame. You know the perfect word for this girl. Hippie. Uh. <laughs> Your mom joins you at the door. Are you Mary Ellen? Zoe, the hippie corrects her, from kids care. She marches past you and your mom straight into the living room. Sorry if I'm late. Traffic was nuts. Some cars went into a ditch. (laughs) I thought our babysitter's name was Mary Ellen, your mom steps towards Zoe. But then your dad honks the horn in the driveway. Your mom shrugs. I must have heard wrong. (laughs) What a terrible mother. Like, Mary Ellen. You're a stranger? Zoe. That's cool. No prob, Zoe says. She tucks her hair behind one ear. Yeah. Your eyes widen when you spot the tattoo of a rat on her earlobe. You've seen some strange tattoos, but a rat? Weird. Uh, Pretty cool, actually. Yeah, that's sick. Zoe notices you looking at her ear. She quickly yanks her hair back into place. Then she smiles at your mom. You go enjoy your weekend. Zoe will take care of everything. For some reason, you don't like the way Zoe said that. I don't. I don't Um, either. Mom, you begin. Then you stop yourself. You complained all day about having a babysitter. You'd seem like a real baby if you confessed that Zoe makes you nervous. We'll be back the day after tomorrow, your mom promises. Then she gives you a hard look. And I expect everything to go just fine here. Never fear. Kids care is here, Zoe recites. She reaches into her huge shoulder bag and pulls out a bag of chips. She starts munching. Was it your imagination? Or did Zoe say kids scare? Zoe shuts the door behind your mom. You jump when the phone rings. I'll get it, Stinko hollers. He races to the phone. Hello? He bleats into the receiver. Mary Ellen? No, Mary Ellen here. Oh, you're Mary Ellen? Well, that's okay. We already have a babysitter. Bye. He hangs up. What was that about, you ask? Some babysitter named Mary Ellen, Stinko replies. Her car went off the road. But don't worry. I told her we already have a babysitter, and we don't need another one. Mary Ellen, you repeat. (laughs) <laughs> bleats oh, wow. is a very derogatory word it is to, yeah. to explain so i need to use that the next time i need to insult someone that's yeah just like saying like, some fucking what are you nonsense. bleeding over yeah. there yeah that's strange you think you turn to face zoe mary ellen was the name mom forget it zoe cuts you off we've got better things to do than worry about some bad driver named mary ellen like what you grumble You're already sure you're going to be bored this whole weekend. Like this? Zoe reaches into her huge bag and pulls out a giant game spinner. Choice coming up. Uh Uh-oh. Whoa, Stinko exclaims. What's that? You don't want to seem too interested, but you can't help peeking at it out of the corner of your eye. The first thing you notice is a silhouette of a rat in the center, just like the tattoo on Zoe's ear. This girl has rats on the brain, you think. You move forward to get a closer look. The spinner is divided into two sections. One section says fun. The other section says games. It's up to you now. Zoe holds the spinner in front of you. What happens next is your choice. Uh What's it going to be? Fun or games? Oh, Mm. okay. Uh, So there's a spinner here on page 136. So a little bit of a... There's a spinner on the page? I think it's going to be like a random drop your finger. Okay. You know, on the... 136 fun or game spinner. It says here, fun and game spinner. This is your official spinner. Guard it with your life. This spinner will help you make important choices throughout the attack of the beastly babysitter. Follow these simple finger spinning instructions each time you use use the spinner. 
Finger spinning instructions. There are four choice rings in this spinner. Place your index finger on the correct choice ring. Okay. Close your eyes. No peeking. Uh, circle your finger around and around. Keep circling until you feel like stopping. Open your eyes. Read the word under your finger. Your choice has been made for you. Okay, so, so fun Maybe we games. can post this, too, to like the, the socials oh, yeah. or something. So here's so. what I'm going to do. So the outer ring has fun and games, and I'm just going to move my finger around it. And then at some point, just say stop. Okay, I'll say, yeah. And then I will, I, and then whatever the closest is. So I will begin moving now, and you say stop whenever. Okay. Stop. Fun. Fun. Fun it is. Fun. So I have moved my finger along the spinner. Lucas called stop. It was right on fun. So we're headed to fun. Decision number one. Okay, it's having us turn to page 32 now, so we're jumping around a little bit. Yep. Fun. Hooray, Zoe cheers when you finger when your finger lands on fun. Fun, fun, Stinko crows happily. Crows. Good bleats. one. <laughs> bleats and crows. What he are you claps crowing his over hands. There? Yeah. Whoopee, you mutter. Time for the fun to begin. Follow me, Zoe orders. Adjusting her large shoulder bag, she races out the back door. Stinko grabs his red baseball cap and darts after her. You follow reluctantly. Zoe pulls a huge silver disc out of her bag. She yanks a metal loop in the center of it. The disc opens into a dome shape. What? Zoe places it on the lawn. It comes up to your chest. Wow, where did you get that thing, you ask? Zoe ignores you, touching a spot on the side of the dome. A door slides open. Enter the discotheque, she mm. commands. Neat, Stinko scurries into the dome. <laughs> Without giving you a chance to argue, Zoe shoves you inside. Then she crawls in after you. The door, sli- the door, sli- the door slides shut. You have to scrunch to fit inside the cramped space. Gee, this is too much fun for me, you grumble. Yeah, right? Zoe, I like this character way better than the yeah. character in the last one. He's a little more biting. Yeah. Uh, Zoe glares at you. Then an engine rumbles, and the dome starts spinning. Next stop, the fun zone, Zoe cries. Uh-oh. Yeah, I think that was mentioned in the on the back. Yeah. I don't think we want to go there, but we are. So if we're going to the fun zone, it's mentioned on the back, so this could be a big first chapter of the story if we make it this isn't fun at all you feel dizzy and nauseous luckily the spinning stops before you toss your cookies (laughs) the door slides open you hear organ music and kids screaming the smell of nachos fill the air Uh awesome thanks zoe stinko runs out of the dome you exit slowly trying to regain your balance and your lunch where are we you ask zoe points to a yellow neon sign Kids scare, fun zone, you read aloud. Kids scare, hmm. You gaze at the huge sus. indoor... P- yeah, sus. It's, yeah, that translation for the uh, Zoomers out there. Yeah. You gaze at the huge indoor playground in front of you. Just beyond the turnstiles, kids jump into an Olympic pool-sized pit filled with colorful plastic balls. Pretty awesome. I, That's I, pretty I loved ball pits so, as a so kid. So far, fun is... Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Baby stuff, you think. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> but Fine. the slides aim down the tubes, down tubes that, sorry, but the slides aim down tubes that look like tornado funnels seem kind of fun, and the pitch dark cave entrances dotting the far walls look cool. Wait here, Zoe orders. I have to check in. Zoe strolls through a turnstile. A second later, Stinko dashes behind Zoe into the play area. 
Stinko, you shall. Get back here, you dumbo. <laughs> Damn double insult. In my... You dumbo. Hey, Stinko, dumbo. Quit bleeding. <laughs> Come crow Come over crow here. Come crow over here, yeah. All right. Decision, decision coming up. Decision time, folks. What a pain, you mutter. You push through the turnstile to tell Zoe what happened. After all, she's the babysitter. Let her deal with Stinko. Zoe is talking to another girl, another girl in hippie clothes. The babysitter is so deep in conversation that she didn't even notice Stinko's mad dash into the fun zone. The two hippie girls are laughing about something. As you get closer, you hear what they're saying. Getting rid of Mary Ellen was easy, Zoe boasts. The old giant rat in the road trick. Made her swerve into a ditch. Works every time. (laughs) Now the two brats are ours. Not like, I don't know. Just kind of using your car to push her off the road. Yeah. <laughs> like, no Very normal elaborate. way of attempted murder, but you know what's really not suspicious? Let's put a big rat in the road. Um, nevertheless, a shudder runs through you. What could Zoe be talking about? She sounds crazy and dangerous. Don't panic, you tell yourself. There must be an explanation for what Joey, Zoe just said. Should you listen to find out what else this weird babysitter will say, or do you go after Stinko yourself and get out of here? So, yeah, do you stay to hear more, or do you go after Stink? This is a big decision. Listeners at home, scream at the top of your lungs. Yeah. Are you looking for Stinko, a brother who apparently you don't really care for, seeing as though his name is Stinko, or do you want to hear more information about this babysitter and the possible other attempted murders? She has a... Uh, I don't know. See... I don't want to go look for Stinko because I don't know that I have enough information about the environment to know mm-hmm. what like what am I even looking for or at or like what's going on. And we kind of saw in my story too. It's like sometimes yeah. you don't want to just make a mad dash into danger. Yeah, because I don't know what's going on. This is the sparkly covers though, so they could be a different ending. But if Mary Ellen is just giving good nugs, like I tried to kill the other babysitter out there, pretty like just openly. I'm going to listen. I'm going to choose to listen more to see if there's any more information that she gives. What I think is going to happen is she's going to catch me listening and then turn into like the evil monster. Okay. So in a way, I think this is forwarding the story because I think her turn. Okay. Her turn is coming first, which will then realize us like we will be in a realized position that we know our dangers. So, uh, sorry, everybody at home, if you want to go look for Stinko, but I'm going to hear more information from Mary Ellen. From Zoe. Oh, Zoe. That's Remember, right. yes, Zoe. yes, yes. Zo- Mary, Mary Ellen, Ellen is wrecked. The, yeah. wrecked. We the wanted Mary Ellen. Yes. Zoe is talking to another Zoe-like hippie right now. All right, you figure Stinko will be fine playing in the fun zone. In fact, he'll probably be furious when you try to get him to leave. It's more important to find out what Zoe has to say. You spot a stack of boxes. Quickly, you duck behind them. As you crouch down, you notice they are marked switch cheese. Hmm, Can't frown. touch that. Must mean Swiss cheese. Oops, your shoulder knocks against a box. You have you try to grab it, but it crashes to the floor. It breaks open. Yuck! A horrible stench fills the air. Rotting rounds of orange cheese roll from the boxes. Thousands of fat, slimy white worms wriggle out of the cheese and squirm at your feet. Bugs. Oh, gross. Bugs were a big goosebumps thing. Yeah. Bugs were scary for some reason in, in back in the day. Bugs and cheese. Bugs, yeah. And and I think we're going to get some of Arlstein's signature body horror. He is pretty good at Let's like, hope offering and. up some Let's, weird yeah, transformations. Yeah, we're going to start and, transforming, I think. Yeah. 
What was that? You hear Zoe demand. A box fell, that's all, the other girl reassures her. <laughs> My boxes fall all the time. Yeah, boxes fall all the time. You press yourself against the wall and try not to move, which is really hard to do with dozens of gross worms inching their way up your legs. You shake your legs one at a time. No use. The worms cling like lint on an old sock. You want to scream, but you hold it in. Zoe rushes over to the spilled cheese. You hold your breath and try to ignore the worms crawling across your body. Zoe bends down and examines a hunk of worm-covered orange cheese. Waste not, want not, she says with a grin. Then she tosses the squirming cheese into her mouth. You gasp at the repulsive sight. Zoe spins in your direction. Uh Uh-oh, you just gave yourself away. Now what are you going to do? Gotta find out on page... 41. That is some body horror still because like she's like Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's see. So she knows that I've seen that. Mhm. Okay. So I think this is what I thought would happen. Maybe I didn't think about the cheese part coming in, but I thought that yeah, this is where she kind of shows who she is to the audience. Yeah, she gave herself away a little bit. Yeah. Uh all right, you've got a decision coming up at the bottom of this page. So brace okay. yourself. Decision time, coming. Zoe peeks around the cheese boxes. Her eyes narrow when she sees you. You little brat, she growls. She reaches for you. You shove the stack of wormy cheese boxes onto her. Cheese flies everywhere. She's covered with cheese crumbs and zillions of worms. You don't waste a minute. You race toward an exit sign in the distance. Get that kid, Zoe screams through her mask of worms. The other hippie girl trips over the cheese boxes. You've got a good head start, you tell yourself. But when you reach the exit sign, you discover it's not really an exit. It actually says, no exit, employees only. Next to the door is one of the dark cave entrances. Over it, a sign announces, this way to weird woods. You glance behind you. Zoe is catching up. And she's not alone. Choose. So, employees only door or weird woods? Employees only door or weird woods. So, we did make the decision. We're still here. But I think there's still a a chance here that one of these could be the ending. Um, So, so what kind of employees are working here? You know, yeah. Worth considering. So, I think R.L. Stein might want you to go to the woods because I think R.L. Stein doesn't want you to go to the employees only door because you know there's more freaks behind Yeah, them. yeah, you're just kind of like, yeah, you got them behind you, and then you'd have them. So it's like the unknown break freaks. Or whatever. It's the unknown freaks of the woods, or the known freaks of the employee door. Uh, the woods seem like an adventure. So let's go, let's get out of here. I might regret this, but I the reason why I want to go into the woods is because what we know behind the employee door is there's just more of that. Um, we're not sure exactly where Stinko went, so it's quite possible uh, that Stinko yeah. left too. So he probably went into the yes, yeah. wouldn't have gone into an employees only no. door. So I'm gonna go to the woods because quite possibly Stinko is there, and also we now know the 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 babysitter or the faux ba- babysitter Zoe has been actualized. Yes, like she's know. at least like a nasty yeah. cheese eating. Yeah, gross person, hippie. Yeah. I mean, hippie. it's kind of like you know, dumpster diving. Yeah, like, it's, it's not. You know. Yeah, probably listens to records. Not one, not. Earl Stein probably he seems the type to probably like hate that. Probably hate hippies. You know? Hate. Uh, you dash through the cave and step out into an enormous jungle setting. Plastic rocks jut out like cliffs. Fake plants tower overhead. Exotic smells and sounds fill the air. Awesome, you think. This fun zone building must be huge. 
Right in front of you, a bridge stretches across a deep, dark canyon. A thick mist makes it impossible for you to see where the bridge leads, or what might be on the other side. But Zoe is definitely on this side. Glancing back, you see her racing toward you. Not that way, she cries. So she doesn't want you going over the bridge. Mm -mm. Then that's just what you'll do. You step onto the wobbly rope floor. It shakes so badly you almost fall over the side. Hmm, maybe this was a bad idea. Uh Uh-oh. Get back here, you brat, Zoe yells at you. No way, you think. She is one rotten babysitter. You dart along the shaky rope bridge. After you've gone about halfway, it begins to sway back and forth. The clut- You clutch the rope railings. You feel as if you're riding a wild ride at an amusement park. Only you're not amused. <laughs> you're losing your footing. You're losing your grip. Oh, no, you're going to fall. Uh-oh. You're turning to page 18, so okay. you're still in it. We're still in it. We're having some problems on the shaky bridge, but what does bother me a bit is Zoe had said no not that way now of course Zoe's our enemy but it might be whatever's on the other side of that is dangerous to not only Zoe but me yeah that's true Mm -hmm. I don't think it's like a double bluff because I feel like she is sort of in a flustered position so it doesn't seem that she's like calculating yeah yeah don't go that way even though I want him to go that way yeah it's just like oh that way no Yeah, yeah yeah Ah, you shriek. The swinging bridge hurls you head first over the side. You wave your arms frantically, trying to grab hold of something, anything, to keep you from plummeting into the deep canyon. You're in luck. Your fingers connect with the rope. You clutch it tightly. But can you hold on? Your arm muscles burn as you reach up to the bridge with your other hand. You grab empty air. You reach again. Nothing. Your feet dangle below you. You glance down. It's a long drop. Mm. Whoops. You shouldn't have looked. Now your hand is sweating, making it hard to hold on. You're slipping. Oh, no. All right. Hang on to pay till page 27. 27. So oh, I love right. it. Sometimes we've at least established, especially in these older books, Arl Stein, it's rare that, although we, no, it happened in one of the books. Who he knows? Will, he will have you turn to this page and that page and then just hit you with a, mm-hmm. you did. I think sometimes that he might do that. So you don't flip to the following page and say and see the end and then do the other one. Yes. You know, if sense. there's two decisions and one you flip to and it says the end, as a kid you would say like, well, I'm not going to go that way. Yeah. So you pick the other one. So I think that's why there's sometimes a page in between a fodder where you flip to something, there's fodder. You're too lost. Then You're going to have to read it over yeah. again. Yeah. All right. Just in time, a hand reaches out of the swirling orange mist. It grabs you. It's okay, a boy, boy's voice reassures you. You're safe. Your rescuer starts to pull you back up onto the bridge. The mist is so thick that all you can see of him is a red baseball cap and his hand clasping your wrist. Dun, dun, dun. Yikes, that's no ordinary hand. A scruffy patch of fur grows across his knuckles and his fingers aren't fingers, they're claws. Oh, I thought this was going to be Stinko. So did I, but... It could be Stinko. Maybe. It could be furry Stinko. Yeah. What happened to him? Page 119. What so happened to Stinko We're... if this is Stinko? Okay. Decision coming up. Okay. You, gra- you gasp at the sight of the clawed hand, but you're not going to let your fear keep you from being rescued. Thanks for saving me, you tell the boy as he pulls you to safety. You peer at him. He looks a little older than Stinko, but younger than you. I'm David. He holds out his hairy hand to shake, but when he sees you staring at it, he shoves it into his pocket. What, what, what happened to you, you stammer? <laughs> I don't know, David admits. It started as soon as the kid's scare babysitter went to check in at the gate. 
Hey, we came with a sitter from the same agency, you cry. There's something really weird going on here, David warns you. The babysitters are evil. Evil? Your voice trembles. What do you... Shh! David interrupts you. Listen. You hear voices approaching. One is Zoe's. We can't let them find us, David gasps. Follow me. You're not sure if you trust this kid. That hairy hand of his gives you the creeps. But so does Zoe, and she's getting closer. So, do you either decide to trust this strange boy, or would you rather go your own way? Oh, boy. Okay. So it seems like the employee door was something that we should not pass through, which we did not. Yeah. So we went through the woods. We see this boy who has a similar origin story. As he arrived at this place all fucked up because of a babysitter. Or so he says. Or so he says. Or should we go another way? I think I'm independently going to go another way here. And the reason why I think that is I'm still, and I don't know why, but I'm still remembering where she's like, no, not that way. So I think there might be a whole other, like, ecosystem of bad in this that has no relation to her. So I don't want any of this. I don't want to be around Zoe, David. I don't want to be around David. So I think I'm going to go my own separate way and hope for the best and it is interesting that we had said this kind of looks like Stinko, too, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. why does he have Stinko's red hat? Yes. That was definitely... So, yeah, we're going to go our own way. All and, right. And hopefully something Page 55. Yep. Drum roll. So I think I'm doing okay. It's been very chaotic, this one. Lots of stuff going on. Maybe David is just a nice kid with a claw. Who knows? But you're not taking any chances. You decide to go your own way. Sorry, David, you'd say. I'd rather take my chances on my own. You take a few steps backward. Then you add, uh, thanks for saving me, and good luck. Just because the kid is creepy doesn't mean you can't be polite. You turn around, facing the rope bridge again. Zoe and the other babysitters are hidden in the mist somewhere near the middle of the bridge. Maybe you could sneak by them. The orange mist is so thick they might not see you. You step onto the bridge. Immediately, it sinks a little lower and starts to swing. Uh Uh-oh. Can you make it past the babysitters and across the swinging bridge, or should you try to find another way back to Stinko? Decision. Is this another decision? Another decision. I forgot to announce it up front, but nice little surprise for you. So you either take the bridge route, or you look for another way back to Stinko. So now that we're away from David. Or he's at least, he must still be standing there. Yeah, he's still standing there. But, like, we're not focusing on David. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting thing yeah. because what we're doing I is... I thought you were going to die. <laughs> ...is we might go back the way we came, but we're trying to the same slink. Decision again. We're slinking by. Like, we're just hoping that, like, through this mist that we're two ships passing in the night, like Zoe and the other person and me. So we're trying to... Or try to find something else. Oh, man. De- decision again. I think... That we're gonna we're gonna go back over the same bridge. You're gonna go over we're, the bridge. We're gonna go the same way we came. Um, my thought there is the last decision. We decide to go our own way, and this one is basically the same question: go over the bridge or find something else out. So that's why I'm just like, we have a way out. Let's go for it. And I'm I I suppose that I think Zoe is going to see us again, but I think this is I think this is the right pick. Okay. All right. Taking the bridge route. Yep. 
You take another step onto the rope bridge. You force yourself to stay calm as it swings wildly. Clutching the railing tightly, you tiptoe across the ropes. That doesn't make any sense. Don't do that. (laughs) You can hear Zoe and the other babysitters talking in the middle of the orange mist. That kid won't get away from us, Zoe snarls. They never escape for long. You hug the rope railing and pull yourself blindly into the thick mist. You know you're very close to them, but so far they haven't sensed you. You just might make it. Then a loud, shrill shriek pierces the mist. That's the kid alarm, Zoe cries. Get the kid! Wow, this alarm's really bleeding, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. That's the kid alarm. What are you kid talking alarm. about? This is all illegal, by the way. Yeah. As an adult, this is illegal. I don't care if you're a like part rat. Yeah, this is illegal. You can't treat children this way. There can't be a kid alarm. You can't say that. Kid alarm for sh- for certain. An adult to another adult can't say it's a kid. There's a kid alarm. We yeah. can't say that. Sus again. Yeah, very sus. sus. You freeze, not daring to breathe. Please don't find me, you beg silently. The shrill alarm grows louder. You glance toward the sound. At that moment, there's a slight break in the drifting mist. David! David is making that horrible screech, and he's pointing straight at you. Uh Uh-oh. He betrayed you. Dozens of hippies swarm around David. That way, a skinny guy in a vest screams. Don't let the kid get away. You clasp the railing and rush forward. Oh no, Zoe and the others are heading directly toward you. You glance back over your shoulder. The hippies are crowding onto the bridge. David is leading them right to you. The bridge shakes under the weight of all the hippies piling onto it. It swings and sways. Mist swirls around you. Sometimes you see your pursuers. Sometimes you don't. Yikes. A hand grabs for you. You leap out of, out of reach and right over the side of the bridge. Oop. Oops. Klutzy move. You'll have to pay for that one. Yep. You're plummeting into a bottomless pit. You're falling and falling Uh-oh. and falling. And when you scream, this is really the pits, you mean it. The end. Oh, no. You should have oh. found a different way. I think that was. David was going to fuck you either way. So yeah. you just had to keep on I think, keeping on. So the decision was correct. Yeah, it was. away from not just David, David. Yeah. But it was to keep looking. Um, something I think needs to be said in that mess at the end there, there's a line that said there's somebody with a vest that was probably, that was probably another adventure. You probably meet that person with the vest and to understand who that more, who, who that is fully. There's someone with a vest. Yeah. Did you not say uh, a vest at some point? Did I make that up? I think you might have made that up. Okay, maybe I made it up. <gasps> well, no, you're right. A guy in a vest. Sorry, yeah. it was just so yeah. so innocuous. There I it is. A it. skinny guy in a vest, no less. Yeah, so there is probably another tale Yeah. that you know more about what's going on with David. Damn. And there's probably a tale that... To, but I think I was correct. I think whatever is going on in that forest is bad and evil, but it's different than like what you're currently going through but i'll never know because i'm flying through a bottomless, bottomless pit. pit he loves arlstein loves his bottomless pits. bottomless pit yeah damn i i'm wondering like yeah maybe zoe maybe it was a thing that like she didn't want you to go because it was uh yeah like you said maybe dangerous for her yeah i think there's so something that maybe in something there. that would empower you maybe something that would like yes you know, Someone you could befriend, or maybe some creature that they that keep jump, locked that line up. That, out, just yeah. like the vest line jumped out. And maybe some sort of cat creature, you know, yes. that they keep locked up, and then you like. Oh, you know what? You know, I think you might be on cats and rats. I think. Um. So Stinko, um, 
now that we are at the end of that story, can we assume that Stinko is dead? Let's just for you know just well, just we're gonna be thinking for a long time in this bottomless pit. So we have know. a lot of time because we, we don't like Stinko. So fuck him. He's dead. No, fuck him. He just crows all the time. Yeah, bleeds. Um, he had Stinko's red hat on. Did he not? Did he David? Did. He might, I think. So he, I think David, David was shown to show his, his, his true spots there. He was evil. So I think David killed him. I think David killed Stinko. Yeah. So, uh, so we have a decision. Story one or story two? I mean, I think it's fairly obvious. I think story two takes it. Yeah. What do you think? I think so too. There was more, we didn't get far enough in town. Ta- terror tower to really even like we can't we couldn't have had this conversation that we're having about this Mm -hmm. book and all the questions we have and all the like this well well, we hearken back to the first book what do we know of that environment in the first book we woke up just medieval medieval stuff medieval yeah medieval stuff we didn't find out any information about the stones we didn't use anything of our inventory we got to use that uh, the dial in that one where it was fun or games fun so I, yeah. I guess it is story two I think I retain the elf yes. deity this Goosebumps episode but we also know too that the, the early Give Yourself Goosebumps books listeners at home if you want to buy these buy the holographic covers because I think they're just a better time the hol- holographic covers might be a better time but it seems he like might have had people the, too the with- darker covers are harder it might even be one of those things like he wrote these and then the later ones, maybe he like had someone ghostwrite or or know, he just needed ta- more of that. Yeah. He just needed more of that. So he's like, well, I told all my choose your own adventure stories that I had in my yeah. head. So now because it like Return to Terror Tower is also like a choose your own adventure that sequel sequel. Yeah. Which is strange. And I believe there are a few more of that. Yeah. So but anyway, there's still. That's the that's the one. Wild so, ride. Um. Uh, so you're a prisoner in Terror Tower. Yeah. I'm falling in a bottomless pit. So nobody really made it out of this episode. Okay. But I think this story too. So I get elf deity. That's how you start spooky season. So, uh, Lucas. Yes. Now that it is spooky season, is there anything that uh, thrifty listeners uh, adjacent would be excited uh, that's coming up on fake ritual for the holiday season? Uh well the yeah just if, if you you know follow us at, at fake ritual on Instagram to keep track of that but I should have like a uh, a little a mini sode of Halloween movie recommendations coming out soon and then a bit of a uh, Halloween special towards the end of the end of the month with a uh, with a uh, bit of a horror host Elvira type character maybe making a return ah so you know some. Some goofiness, some strangeness. Some characters you know, some, returning. Yeah, some characters returning, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna yeah, throw just you stay tuned for that. Yeah, stay tuned. It's it's yeah, the high holy month, as I've heard it put, you know, yes. for the likes of you know, spooky weirdos it's like, like ourselves. So it's like the the inside of our house is now allowed to be the outside of our house totally. for one month a yeah. year. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on. I always have fun with you. Yeah, I'll great definitely time. have you back on for when the new books come in the mail. Yes. Um, yes. So everybody else, sorry we couldn't uh, find our way through these. We hope that maybe in your own heart of hearts that you found yourself an ending that was much more positive. But for everybody else who didn't, well, 
get roached. 